I'm Trevor. And I'm Cassidy. And you're listening to The Full Grassley. It's known as a full grass lake. Every one of Iowa's 99 counties. I think that's one of the secrets for success in Iowa. On today's podcast, we dive deeper into what the full grassley is and why it's so important. Let's get started. Hi, Cassidy. Hey, Trevor. Welcome to the first episode of the full grassley. We should probably tell everyone a little bit about our show. So, Trevor, what is the Full Grassley? My understanding of the Full Grassley is a 99-county tour of all of Iowa's counties. So this was first performed and named after Senator Chuck Grassley, who has been in office since around the 80s uh, when he started his county tour of all of Iowa's 99 counties. He started basically to listen to constituents. So he went to each of these counties to hold town halls, listen to constituents' concerns, and just build connections with them. And from my understanding, it's all types of candidates who can complete this, right? Yeah, so as you said, Senator Grassley was the one to coin the term the full Grassley and was the first to complete this um, tour of all of Iowa's 99 counties. But really any um, elected official could complete the full Grassley. For example, a lot of presidential candidates have recognized the importance of this, especially for the Iowa caucus, which is the first in the nation. And they also use that kind of as a one-up to other presidential candidates when they're um, running their campaign. But I suppose that even an elected state official could choose to complete the full Grassley if they wanted to. Yeah, I think that's right. And it's really important for a lot of these different candidates, too. So, for example, Senator Grassley, who is running for the United States Senate, it's really important for his campaign because it appears for him to be a grassroots movement then. With him going to all 99 counties, he has the opportunity to build a coalition across the state of Iowa since he, since he's being elected from all of these 99 counties. That's really important for a campaign of that size to have that really close connections to the people themselves. I think it's also really important for campaigns because it's the ability to address local issues. Part of a job as a senator is listening directly to constituents and improving their lives on a local level. So it's really important for the senator and really presidential candidates or anyone to be talking directly to voters about these issues that impact them on a daily basis. Specific problems can really help shape comprehensive policy. So hearing someone's experience with the healthcare system in America can then leave a presidential candidate coming out of Iowa with an understanding of how people really interact with healthcare in their daily lives. We also see local politics get solved through grassroots efforts. So both of these issues really go hand in hand. But let's hear more from an expert on the issue. Today, we have Dr. Dave Cochran on the podcast, a professor of politics at Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa. He'll be talking to us about the full Grassley, grassroots movements, and local politics. Thank you so much, Dr. Cochran, for being on our show today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Let's dive right into some questions. Dr. Cochran, are you familiar with the full Grassley, and could you tell us a bit about it? Sure. I think, um, well, my understanding is it was named for Senator Grassley from Iowa, who soon after he was elected way back, early 80s, 
uh, started holding each year a live event in every Iowa county. So there's 99 counties in Iowa. Each year he would hold at least one public event in each of those counties. Um, and so that kind of became one of his signature things. And then given that we have the caucuses, when presidential campaigns come to Iowa and campaign in the year leading up to the caucus, a lot of them tried to replicate that by doing something in all 99 counties, and it became known as the full Grassley. So if a, a presidential campaign is able to hit all 99 counties, they publicize that saying, I'm more dedicated to Iowa. I've spent more time in Iowa than my opponents and, and that kind of thing. So I think that's the origin of the, of the phrase. And what's the importance of a tour like this, really from any form of candidate or elected official? Yeah, I think, well, starting with uh, Grassley, so for a senator to try and get to as many parts of the state as possible always makes sense. You want to forge local relationships. You want to be visible all across the state. Um, senators have six years between elections, so they have more time to to campaign, uh, but you also don't want to get the reputation of being just in Washington. So the more you, time you spend in your home state, um, out in all parts of it, uh, the better. And, and then it can become a shorthand. So if he had hit 98 out of 99 counties, that still would have been pretty much the same thing, but you don't get the little tag of going to every single county. So if most senators try and get to lots of places if you can hit every county it's you know some states it's easier than others i think there's 250 counties in texas um there's only three in delaware so it kind of depends on you know what state you're in um but yeah the more visible you are the, the more that helps you're you're still in iowa and you're not captured by washington even though you've been there for 40 years that kind of thing um and then for presidential campaigns it's kind of a similar thing you're competing for loyalty of Iowa voters. They've got lots of choices, usually, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, usually going into the caucuses. And so if you can say, I've been to every single county in Iowa um, and my main opponent has not, it kind of becomes a bragging thing. Again, you're probably going to reach more voters by hitting a few counties like Polk County, where Des Moines is, or Lynn County, where Cedar Rapids is. Um, or Scott County where Davenport is, but if you can get to Alamakee County, you might reach a few voters and you can also say, hey, I'm the only one who's been to Alamakee County. Um, so it's a little bit of publicity kind of thing helps too. So a bit more broad, but do you think that it is important for campaigns to still be grassroots in this day and age? And if so, or if not, why do you think that? Sure. Again, I think it probably depends on the campaign. So if you're a senator from a state, um, grassroots or sort of smaller local events um, all across the state can kind of help build your name recognition, um, connect voters' minds with you being sort of a real Iowa, not a, a Washington insider uh, kind of deal. Um, sometimes, depending on what the political skew of your state is. So if you're a Republican in a Democratic leaning state, it helps because you want voters to vote for you based on you, not the party. It's not as important if you're, you know, a Republican in a strongly Republican leaning state. Um, and also, I mean, grassroots kind of can mean different things. So it could mean face to face going to, you know, the fish fries and the church picnics, but it, it can also mean social media because you're trying to reach smaller groups of people, smaller communities in a more intimate, kind of way. So I think campaigns use 
social media and technology to do grassroots events just like they used to do in-person appearances, fish fries and things like that. And it, it's always good to have a both. So you want a strategy focused more on wholesale, you know, television ads, you know, big publicity events getting on the news, but also you want to do those sort of small local reach out to activists, um, that kind of thing. And that same thing for a presidential campaign, especially in Iowa where you can do more face-to-face, -face, smaller group stuff, because there's just not that many people in Iowa compared to Texas or California or, or New York. So it works also, grassroots is easier in a state like Iowa than it would be in California, uh, where you just have to do much more mass media kind of stuff. So it sounds like this is really important for campaigns, but isn't this also important for constituencies? Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So it, for, um, a member of Congress, whether it's, you know, um, House of Reps, Representatives or the, or the Senate, uh, constituent service is big. So you want to reach people when you first get elected. But if you have any plans of running for re-election, the more you can work with constituents, the better. So part of that is just, again, getting out, meeting them at local events, going to the county fair, stuff like that. But a lot of the under the radar stuff that members of Congress, senators do is helping constituents with Social Security checks or with veterans benefits or getting a medal for their grandfather who served in you know the korean war or something like that so a lot of those local offices all across the state are ones where just taking care of constituents can be a big part of getting good name recognition um, out in the community um, for a campaign say coming to iowa presidential campaign it's also just trying about reaching people and differentiating yourself from candidates who are often going to be a lot like you. Uh, you're probably going to have very similar positions to the people running. So personal contact often makes the difference. So, you know, there's three candidates, their platforms look pretty much the same, but one of them knocked on my front door. So on caucus night, I'll probably go with her um, just because that I just had that personal connection. So that's a big part of the strategy as well. The town halls hosted by Senator Grassley obviously give constituents the opportunity to discuss local issues that were unique to their specific county. Do you think that there is value in senators discussing these local issues? And how do you think that this strengthens Iowans' understanding and trust in communicating with those representing them, whether it be senators, a representative, or even a presidential candidate? Yeah, I think it probably has more impact on the citizens than it does on the representative or the senator. Not that they just go through the motions and ignore. But if you think about Iowa, for a long time, you had Senator Grassley, um, a Republican, and Senator Harkin, a Democrat. And they did, they were both known for doing lots of local events, going into small towns, meeting people, talking with people. But they had very, very different voting records. So it's not like they are voting and pursuing policies just based on what people are telling them in these counties, in these towns, at these events. It might raise awareness of an issue. It might um, educate them on an issue. But there's still, if you have a Republican, um, in these days at least, you're still going to have she or he voting like a Republican and a Democrat voting like a Democrat. So it's not like they go to a town meeting and they suddenly change their opinion on abortion or on um, Social Security or taxes because someone came up and talked them into it. Um, 
it, it allows them to get a, a sense of what's going on, but it doesn't fundamentally change their behavior, I, I don't think. It probably makes more of a difference for the citizens because they can, even if Senator Grassley's not going to vote the way I want on gun control, the fact that I got to stand up and tell them how I feel often makes a difference the way citizens think about their role in government. Um, so just a, a, a chance for citizens to, to use their voice, even if we know it's not going to suddenly have a you know, road to Damascus moment and the politician's not going to change all their, all their views based on what you said at a town hall. Definitely. Does this value or the value of the event have any impact on constituents' engagements within local politics after experiencing this then? Yeah, I think that they serve kind of an educative function uh, connecting citizens with an often distant feeling government. Um, there is a bit of a circular issue though, if because the people who come to town halls are ones who are already pretty politically aware, politically active, and politically connected. So it's kind of, you're, you're kind of preaching to the choir a little bit as far as people who take politics seriously and feel engaged and connected to the government. Those who feel disconnected or alienated often don't come um, to these kind of events. There is clearly an intersection of local and national issues. Why is it that people focus more on national politics than local politics? Right, yeah, that's a really interesting dynamic because if you think about the kinds of policies, laws, things that affect your life day in and day out, they're more likely to be state and local kinds of statutes, policies, things like that. But we tend to focus a lot of attention on national politics and not just um, you know, not just because Trump's in the White House and he sort of sucks up all the attention, but that, that's been trending that way for a long time. It used to be the, the saying was all politics is local, but increasingly a lot of scholars are finding that politics is national. And so people running for school board will emphasize kind of national issues, national identity, whether they're a Democrat or Republican, that kind of stuff. Uh, and people will judge candidates now for local office based on their feelings about the parties in Washington. So it's an interesting psychological switch that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, uh, but because of a polarization and increasingly sort of brand loyalty to Team Red or Team Blue, it kind of the national focus tends to overwhelm everything else, even though what's happening in your local community is probably more important to your life. If you had to choose, what do you think is the most important issue decided upon by local politics? Sure, I think partly it kind of depends on who people are. So if you are a child or a parent with young children, most education policy spending is set at state and local level. If you're worried about either going back to school or not going back to school in a pandemic, that's a decision that's gonna be made by the state or local level, not by uh, Washington. Um, if you're um, uh, a business owner, then often it's local business regulations, um, things like that. Uh, personally, I um, um, am really fascinated by one of the most boring areas of American politics, zoning policy. Uh, it's this thing that no one really pays attention to, but it makes a huge difference in where you live, how you get around, whether you can walk or bike places, whether you have to drive, is there a bus that goes where you need to go? Um, um, how, how dense is your neighborhood, all those kinds of things. Uh, so, and that's almost all set by state and local policy. Uh, so that has a huge, almost unseen impact on people's day-to-day -day lives. 
Um, so for me, though, it kind of depends on, but those are just some of the issues that really the federal government has a background role to play, subsidies, nudging this way and that way, but really it's state and local kind of stuff. And then again, just the stuff we take for granted is, is the trash get picked up once a week? Are the, the streets clear when it snows? Uh, when you turn on the tap, does clean drinking water come out? That's all state and local government. It sounds like you're getting at there's some type of harm when we prioritize national politics over local politics or these things just get overlooked. Could you explain a bit more about what you mean by that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, partly it's just not giving up the opportunity to make an impact. Uh, so for voters, it's very hard to make an impact on national policy, right? If I go to a rally for a presidential candidate or even go to a town hall, um, it's not going to make a difference. But if you and five neighbors show up at a, at a planning meeting in your town, oftentimes you'll actually get something done. So the biggest harm I think is you have much more of an opportunity to make a difference as one person or a small group of people at a smaller local level. Uh, but because people don't show up to the meetings and they don't sort of even think of doing it, instead they're watching Fox News or MSNBC to see their latest outrage in Washington, you, there's an opportunity cost. You kind of give up your ability to actually have more of an impact at the local level than at the national level. How would you say that we could get people to become more interested and to care more about local politics? Uh, that's tough because oftentimes, again, like zoning, it can be pretty boring. <laughs> um, there's a lot less shouting. Uh, there's a lot less grandstanding. Um, some of it is just going going to a meeting or like a lot of people um, take jury duty, for example. A lot of people never want to do jury duty, but generally when people end up doing it, they really find it fulfilling. Um, there's usually a very positive experience. So just going to a couple of meetings sometimes say, oh, this is kind of interesting or finding something that you really are passionate about changing. So you're not going to just go to a random meeting and listen to a bunch of consent items being read. But if you are really interested in allowing dogs in parks, right, or you really want to put a stop sign at a particular intersection near your house where it looks like, you know, there's been a lot of dangerous, you know, activity, um, you know, kids almost hit on bikes, things like that, then find an issue and then just show up and, and push it. And that kind of builds that confidence and that say, you yeah, know, this is kind of interesting. I can, I can do something. Well, that's all the questions we had. Is there anything else you'd like to share about grassroots organizing, local politics, or anything that we're trying to learn more about? Well, I guess, I mean, those are all very good questions, I have to say, um, and almost exhausted all of my knowledge on the subject. Uh, uh, there is, uh, the one thing I was thinking as I was answering them is there is this kind of tension between um, local grassroots, democratic citizens engaging their government, and also the phenomenon of our government not being very responsive to local ordinary citizens or even public opinion generally. So a lot of studies show that really the, the views of the vast majority don't really translate into public policy. It tends to be very wealthy uh, donors. It tends to be corporations. And so sometimes it's a bit of a theater, grassroots theater, um, where you have to do the little you know, fish fries and you have to shake the hands, but really the decisions get made by a much smaller group of people with much more concentrated power. And so there's always been a tension between a more populous, democratic, bottom-up grassroots and a more plutocratic, sort of oligarchic power concentrated at the top. And so the more we can try and, at least in my view, 
um, rectify that balance and put more power back into grassroots. And partly that is not just grassroots focused on elected officials, but social movements, um, you know, whether it's Black Lives Matter or other movements that outside the conventional political system try and work for more systematic kind of change. So that's another form of grassroots that kind of doesn't rely upon elected members of Congress. It relies upon people themselves organizing and, 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 and trying to raise awareness and force change. Yeah, I think that's a great point to end with. Well, thank you again, Dr. Cochran, for speaking with us today. Your insight definitely helped to give a better and more comprehensive, I would say, understanding of the full Grassley and the importance of grassroots in local politics. Thank you so much. I had fun. So, Trevor, what did you think about our conversation with Dr. Cochran? I think he had lots of good things to say. He definitely brought up some new ways to think about the areas of grassroots and local politics, just things that I haven't thought about before. I think I have a new meaning of grassroots coming out of this, especially. Yeah, I was really surprised when he brought up the importance of social media in grassroots movements, uh, especially in larger states like Texas. I guess my conception of grassroots really focused largely on those local in-person events. Yeah, I think that's a really important lesson to take with us in the future. I could see it especially applicable to campaigns today with the coronavirus and having to meet those needs and voters where they're at. And we know that these connections really matter, as Dr. Cochran said. Another part that I found to be really interesting was how Dr. Cochran described the opportunity that we have to make an impact when we engage on a local level, which is kind of lost on the national level. Yeah, it's crazy to think that people overlook that. And we give up that opportunity to make real change that we have at a local level where our voices are stronger. Like he said, get out there. I mean, stay home and attend a virtual meeting for your local zoning commission. <laughs> and while I have known this, I was kind of surprised when he talked about the sense of false hope that we might feel when we tell our elected officials how we feel about an issue to then realize that they most likely are not going to change how they vote. Did you feel the same way? I did. With all the letters that I've written, calls I've made, and so on, knowing that our efforts don't really influence elected officials' votes, that was disheartening. But on the same note, I think like we were just talking about, there's a lot of undiscovered hope on the influence we can have in local politics. Undiscovered hope. I like that. I think a lot of hope can be found also in the people-led movements that Dr. Cochran mentioned, like Black Lives Matter. I think it's important to focus on how these movements can bring about systemic change. Yes, I completely agree. For this podcast, we hope to emulate the same ideals of the full Grassley. Keeping in mind the importance of conversations to build grassroots and keeping issues local. Continue listening for our discussions with Iowans in all 99 counties about the issues that matter to them most.